Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, we'll look into the relevance of a couple of giant performances. Like death and taxes, Dodgers get a Dodger. <laughs> I have That's not had uh, three go-throughs uh, yet. It works great in a fantasy league. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15 on The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15 for Wednesday, June 9th, presented by Topps. Check out Topps Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Topps baseball cards. I'm Al Melchior. I am here with Michael Beller, and let's just get right to the news. Some good news for Trevor Story. He may be on the verge of returning from the IL. Uh, Lance McCullers also may be back soon, but first he will be making a rehab start with AAA Sugarland this Thursday. So, Michael, um, with McCullers possibly coming back to the Astros rotation very soon, who do you think gives way? This is kind of an update of a discussion we've had before. I think it should be Jake Odorizzi. Like, if we were deciding this purely on performance, it would be. Jake Odorizzi, I'm not 100% sold that it will be him and not Luis Garcia. And I think the real answer here in terms of looking at it from June 9th through the end of the season is that we're going to see all these guys work in and out of the rotation with the exception of Zach Greinke, Jose Urquidy most likely, and Fran Valdez. But I think Luis Garcia, Jake Odorizzi, Lance McCullers, and we can throw Christian Javier back in there. I think all those guys are going to get starts the rest of the season. So no matter who it is, with the possible exception of Odorizzi, I'm going to be holding on to that. If Luis Garcia gets bumped to the rotation, I'm not dropping him. I want to see how this Houston rotation shakes out over the course of the whole year. All right, and we may have some changes coming up in the Reds rotation too. Sonny Gray uh, pitching on Tuesday, exiting early with groin tightness after just three innings against the Brewers. He's scheduled to have an MRI on Wednesday morning. If, if, if there is an aisle trip for Sonny Gray, any thoughts on who we might see? Because uh, there's not a, a, a ton of options, but there's one very, very good option that maybe uh, we'll see coming up. Yeah, Tony Santian, I believe you're referring to there, would be the uh, fun option we'd love to see. <laughs> I, I wouldn't put it past the Reds for them to bring Jose De Leon back into the mix here either. If it's Santian, 
We're going to be very interested in him as uh, someone who we're picking up for the long haul, or at least as long as he's in the rotation. If it's De Leon, maybe he'll be back on the stream radar like he was before he got sent down. Okay, yeah, De Leon pitching in relief at AAA right now, but yeah, really anybody's guess at this point if it's even a thing. Uh, Joey Gallo also leaving uh, on Tuesday with groin tightness. No further update at this point. Jack Flaherty likely to be out for the Cardinals until the All-Star break, according to John Heyman. Uh, Albert Alzali on the IL now with a blister. Danny Jansen also to the injured list with a hamstring strain. Uh, Blue Jays calling up catcher Riley Adams. We're going to talk about him later because it's prospect spotlight day. So, yeah, a little bit more talk there about Riley Riley Adams. Pretty interesting prospect there. Uh, Trent Grisham may be starting a rehab assignment sometime this week. Same thing for Jeff McNeil, who's been out with a hamstring injury. Corey Seager may start hitting off a tee sometime this week, so lots to watch uh, later on this week. Chris Sale threw a bullpen session on Tuesday, but obviously still at least several weeks away from returning to the Red Sox rotation. And the Rangers designated Chris Davis for assignment and brought up Eli White, uh, White getting the start on Tuesday night. Uh, any mixed league interest there for Eli White? Um. Not really. Not for me. Am I misreading that? Do you have any mixed league interest on Eli White? I'd say maybe just deeper ones if you need steals. But yeah, I think that's the limit of the uh, of the appeal, <laughs> at least at this time. Uh, so a few updates here on players who are day-to-day. J.D. Martinez, Nelson Cruz, Javier Baez, and Yadier Molina all out of their respective teams' lineups on Tuesday. Uh, a couple of closer notes here. Jose Cisnero getting the save for the Tigers against the Mariners. He now has the last two saves for the Tigers. And J.P. Fireisen, who had been on a bit of a roll in getting saves for the Rays, he came in the, in the eighth inning against the Nationals, walked three batters, uh, and then Diego Castillo came in later on in the ninth inning and got the save there. So um, any changes in thoughts on the Tigers and Rays situations? Not on the Rays. We know both those guys are going to work quite a bit in high leverage situations, and they both bring value to the table when they're not getting saves. Cisnero, uh, let's put him in the mix. Let's put him on the radar with uh, guys like uh, Josh Stomont, who's back for the Royals and didn't throw the ball so well last night, and uh, all the other guys we've talked about who, if you need a closer and you need to take a shot, this is someone you can take a shot on. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
All right, well, let's uh, move on to some of the other Tuesday performances and start with a couple of Giants who had big games. Lamont Wade Jr., three hits against the Rangers. He's now up to a 310 batting average on the year, three home runs and 44 plate appearances. Saw a little bit of time with the Twins the last couple years, but um, getting some regular play. And that was mostly because Brandon Belt was out, but Belt came back, but with the DH spot in Texas, an extra spot there. So I'm not sure how the Giants lineup shakes out. And then uh, Brandon Crawford with a two-homer game. He's up to 14 on the season now. Also a couple of walks for him. So starting with Wade, um, do you think that he's basically hit his way into the lineup, maybe at the expense of somebody like Mike Tockman or um, uh, Steven Duggar? Uh, and if so, where should we pick him up? I do think that that's a pretty strong possibility. And I think it would be Tockman who would most likely miss out on time, you know, with Duggar playing center field. I don't think that... I don't think he's necessarily going to be the guy who uh, who gives way, but I do think that Wade can stick in right field even with Brandon Belt back and that Talkman ultimately gets pushed out of the lineup. I think he's hit enough to show to for us to be interested in 14 and 15 teamers. If you were a true believer, maybe 12 teamers, but I think 14 and 15, he's definitely on our radar here, assuming he sticks in the lineup. All right, and Brandon Crawford, I mean, he's pretty highly rostered, but not universally so. Should he be? Of course he should be. I always assume that when a guy is hitting as well as he is and is not universally rostered, that that's just like a rounding error, the, you know, leagues where people are not paying attention, <laughs> things like that. Yes, absolutely. Brandon Crawford should be universally rostered. All right. And another shortstop eligible player with a big game, Ahmed Rosario, three for five with his fourth triple of the season against the Cardinals. His last 30 games now batting 301, just a couple of homers. So not a ton of power for Rosario lately, but five steals. So you got batting average, you got steals, you got him hitting high, high up in the Indians lineup. Uh, so where's his appeal at this point? I mean, there you go. Jeez, again, this is the second time in the last week I've gotten so excited I've dropped my pen. Uh, I think you checked three big boxes there, right? High up in the lineup, stealing bases, hitting for average. I think, again, another guy who 15, 14 teamers, he's absolutely uh, someone who should be on on a team. I, I think most teams could find a use for a guy like Emmett Rosario right now. All right, so we looked at a couple of shortstop-eligible players. Let's look at a couple of catchers, or at least catcher-eligible players. William Contreras and Eric Haas. Contreras with his sixth home run of the season at Philadelphia, part of a three-for-four night uh, for Atlanta. And Eric Haas has just been really hot. He's been the Tigers' version of Patrick Wisdom, basically. Uh, <laughs> Two-for-four with his eighth home run, and the Wisdom homer meter also up to eight now. Uh, so Haas with a nice game against the Mariners there. Uh, do you have a preference there, Contreras or Haas, for the time being? I think Contreras, just because he's got a little bit more of a pedigree. I mean, Haas has been swinging a really hot bat of late. I mean, I want to say that, like, five of those homers have come in the last 10 or 12 games, something along those lines. But I'll lean on Contreras's pedigree and the fact that he's hitting in that Atlanta lineup. I would rather be involved with that lineup than Detroit's. But both guys can solve your catcher woes if you need help. And one more player with uh, a big night, J.P. Crawford, uh, going three for four with a walk, so reaching four times, as my math tells me it works out. Uh, now 12 for his last 26 for a 462 average over that span with a homer and a steal. So Crawford pretty much just a batting average only uh, option, but, uh, but nonetheless could help you a lot in that category. So is he graduated to anything shallower than maybe 15-team leagues at this point? 
I don't think so. I, I don't necessarily love a one-category player, no matter what the category is. But, you know, this is uh, we've seen this from J.P. Crawford before, so I would say that what he's doing with the hit tool is believable. And, and that's maybe more than we could have said about him a month ago. So there is that. He is trended in the right direction. All right. And on a hitter-heavy night, we're going to uh, look at one pitcher here, Zach Davies. I referred to him maybe unfairly as the John, as the new John Gant. <laughs> so uh, going six innings for the Cubs at San Diego, just one hit, no runs, four strikeouts and two walks. So walks not really a problem in the start. But um, yeah, was that unfair? And does Davies have some <laughs> appeal going forward? I think it was a little bit unfair, but I still think his appeal is mostly going to be limited to streaming in good situations. He just doesn't feel like the guy who you want to be on your roster start after start after start. So this was a good start. This would not have been something we considered a good situation to stream him in. So hats off to him. Still don't think that you want him as someone who you're just auto-plugging into your lineup or keeping on your roster and holding down a roster spot for. Zach Davies, of course, not on the stream radar for Wednesday because, hey, he just pitched on Tuesday. But we've got a pretty deep group of streamers to take a look at. Al, just going to run through them right here. We've got Tony Gonsolin uh, at the Pirates coming off the IL. Shane McClanahan at the Nationals. Brad Keller and Griffin Canning facing off against one another in a Royals-Angels game. Jake Odorizzi, tough matchup at the Red Sox. Matt Peacock also with a tough matchup. He is in Oakland taking on the A's. Tucker Davidson and the Braves are in Philadelphia, taking on the Phillies. you got Vladimir Gutierrez at home against the Brewers. And Chris Flexen with a nice matchup in Detroit against the Tigers. Who jumps out at you first out of that group of guys? Well, definitely Gonsolin and McClanahan, but they're also probably the toughest pitchers to find on waivers. But I was surprised that Gonsolin, particularly in ESPN and Yahoo Leagues, he he is out there. So check your waivers if you can add him uh, for streaming today. Uh, McClanahan also a must add if you can get him. But beyond that, I actually really like Matt Peacock, and you did term this as a difficult matchup, and normally it would be at Oakland, uh, but I think there's a little bit of an air density uh, advantage that Peacock can uh, can take advantage of with that start, and he's been really, really good at getting grounders, avoiding the hard contact. So if you can't get Gonsolin or McClanahan, I actually like Peacock probably the best of the rest. Flexing at Detroit is a good a good matchup, but uh, I just don't have enough trust in Flexen for him to take advantage of that. So passing pretty much on the rest of these. Yeah, you know, I think we're in basic total agreement here. Um, you know, Peacock, you know, that A's, that A's lineup has been hitting, but in, in addition to the air density, it's never a park you mind pitching in with all that foul territory to take advantage of as well. I agree, Flexen's a pure matchup play if you want to make that play. Gonsolin, McClanahan, those are guys who can stick on your roster. One big name uh, who I think you, I want to avoid at all costs, uh, the guy who maybe jumps out on, on a name brand is Jake Odorizzi, but I really don't want to chance him against that Boston lineup, so I would be staying very far away from him. Davidson and Gutierrez, they just haven't shown enough for us to really want to buy into them as streamers here. So yeah, this is, uh, this is about as total agreement as we're going to get on a stream discussion, so uh, I like it. I like it, Al. <laughs> All right, mark your calendars, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's move on. As promised to the prospect spotlight, Riley Adams called up by the Blue Jays. Uh, he slashed 254-10-600 at AAA Buffalo over 78 plate appearances. Uh, so, you know, in, in some ways an exaggerated catcher profile. Not a great batting average, but a lot of power there. So playing time remains to be seen, but uh, worth a shot at this point in two catcher leagues? 
two catcher leagues, yes. I think he's worth a shot. I mean, any catcher with a pulse and a guy who's done what he's done in the minors deserves a shot in two catcher leagues. But I think we have to keep it limited to that for the time being. All right. And definitely wanted to highlight a couple of pitchers who are really off to great starts. Grayson Rodriguez, who actually was just promoted on the most recent Baseball America rankings as the top ranked pitching prospect in all of minor league baseball. Max Meyer for the Marlins and Marlins. I mean, they've they've got openings in that rotation now. I wonder if maybe they would consider skipping Max Meyer up from double A Pensacola uh, over 29 to third innings there. He's got 31 strikeouts, nine walks, and a 1.86 ERA. Uh, Is that something that maybe we should be anticipating and in deeper leagues, maybe even checking the waivers for? I think, yeah, Meyer should definitely be on our radar uh, with with uh, for all the reasons that you said. I mean, the way he's pitched, the fact that the Marlins do have some spots open in that rotation, some flexibility that they can play with. I still find it hard to believe that it's going to be anytime soon. You know, now that we are comfortably beyond the Super 2 uh, deadline, like there tends to be a little bit of a lull in prospect elevation. Uh, you know, you don't typically see a ton of it right before the all-star break. So it might be a while. I think it would be a little premature to be grabbing Max Meyer right now, but I do think we should be putting him on our radars because I wouldn't be shocked to see him uh, in the majors at some point this season. Yeah, and Rodriguez recently promoted to double A, so he's definitely worth tracking in redraft leagues as well. So with that said, we're going to wrap up this episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15. And if you do have a chance, please rate and review this podcast. And uh, with that said, for Michael Beller, I'm Al Melker, and we will be back here on Thursday. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.